Hey, this is Bradley Weber. I'm the pastor of Release City Church, and this is our podcast. I'm super excited that you tuned in, and I really hope today's message encourages you, gives you a sense of hope, and inspires you to pursue all that God has created you to be. Now, let's jump right in to today's message. If you brought your Bibles, let's go to the book of <laughs> Habakkuk. Everybody say Habakkuk. Habakkuk. Habakkuk chapter 2, beginning with verse 1. It says this, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me and what I will answer when I am corrected. Have you ever just said something and you let something just slide out your mouth? You knew, maybe it was to your spouse. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. And you said something, you're like, I don't know where that came from. It felt good, but I'm fixing to get in trouble for it. Any, any husband in the house want to be honest? I don't, it felt good, but oh my gosh, I'm fixing to suffer repercussions. Yeah, I do that most Sundays, y'all. I'm just telling you, I don't know. And so anyway, and so just a little backstory before we continue reading. Habakkuk was an Old Testament prophet who just told God, He just told God, of all people, something that he didn't like about him and how he did not agree with the way he was handling some things. He was displeased, and now he's waiting for God to correct him. I don't know about you, but I would rather my wife correct me than God. Hello, and everybody said amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said, I will stand my watch and set myself on the rampart and watch to see what he will say to me, and I will answer when I am correct, and and, and what I will answer when I am corrected. Then the Lord answered me and said these words, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets that he may run who reads it. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it will speak and it will not lie. Though it tarries, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not Terry, everybody say write the vision. Now, at the beginning of the the beginning of the summer, or, or close to as we got ready to transition into summer, uh, I want to say we talked about vision, um, not just of the ministry, but vision for you. And and I kind of knew for about two weeks the direction God wanted to go for today. And I really, I'm just going to be honest. All week I was just really fighting God, <laughs> as if to question Him. Um, are you sure you? We need to talk about vision again. Are you sh- Why do we need to talk about vision? Well, and this was kind of the response, was that we just finished coming out of summer, and now it's time to hit reset. How many knows we're just, and we're, we're in August, y'all. We're, we're, in, we're almost about to wrap this, this year up. It, it's crazy how fast things have gone. And, and I think it, it's important, and what he was trying to say is, it's important that my people understand in order to finish strong, you must keep your eyes focused on vision. He said, for, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. Let me tell you something that I learned, I've learned over the years about vision. When you have a vision and you begin to pursue that vision, you have to defend it. Think about, think about if you have a vision to launch a business or, 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 or something to do something great in the community or maybe for a church. A lot of people stand by and go, now, brother, are you sure, especially if you're in the church, they, they get real religious. Now, brother, are you really sure that is what God is telling you to do, right? 
Or you got your buddies who are like, you're going to launch, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna invest how much money to start this bit? Like, are you, have you lost your mind? And so anytime you launch something that you feel like you're supposed to do, anytime you have to defend it. But when the vision has been accomplished, listen, it will defend you. Now, now, now change that into church terminology. Anytime you launch a vision, backpacks, and, and when we first started the, the Easter egg thing, I, I, I was hearing all kinds of stuff in the community about, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're done, all this stuff. And we had to defend what we were doing even publicly, even to the newspaper. Be, well, I'll stop right there. We had to defend what the cause was, but then once the vision is established and accomplished, it will defend itself. And it has. So I want to start things off by asking you a couple questions. It's a moment of truth. Permission to, to dip into your closet and move some stuff around a little bit today. <laughs> hard hat. Just wear your hard hat. That's what I'm going to say. He's like, I heard him say, careful. Well, he's got a hard hat over there. So anytime that gets, I always miss when it happens. But he says, anytime that the word gets a little tough, he puts the hard hat on. So, yeah. Here's the first question. Are you happy with your life? This is, this is an internal question. It's not for you to answer out loud. Are you happy with your life? Are you completely pleased with where you are in your career? Your marriage, your family, your finances. Are you happy? Are you content? Are you satisfied? Is there an area in your life right now that looks different than you thought it would be at this stage of your life? Are you thinking? Just Are you answering that? Just nod at me. Yes, I've got you. Is there something that you would like to accomplish in your life that you have yet to do? I want to speak today from this subject, simply this. What's in your future? What's in your future? What do you see in your future? Just give me about 25, maybe 30 minutes, and I just promise you that this message is, is for every single person in this room. I read an, interest, I read an inst, interesting quote this, this week that said, Your future is created by what you do today, not tomorrow. Your future is created by what you do today, not what you do tomorrow. Now, regardless of your age, regardless of if you're a young person or if you're, if you're up in, in years, I used to feel um, funny about even saying that, but now that I'm getting up in years, I'm actually slow to say that because, yeah, <laughs> it, just, it feels great. So let me ask you this. What would you like to accomplish in your life with the time you have left? What do you think God would want you to do with your life with the time that you have left? What do you think God would want you to accomplish for the kingdom and yourself and your family with the time you have left? As we get ready to wrap up 2023, what's something great that you think God could use you to make an impact in the earth. I'm telling you, if you gave to the backpacks, you have invested and sowed in and going to make an impact. We spent close to a little over $4,000 for, for what took place. 
And I think we brought in a little over two. And that's, that's okay. If somebody already asked me this morning, can, can we still give? Yes, and there's people have been giving online throughout the week. That just helps us cross over. But even if you don't, we have a generous church that has made sure that we're taking care of the students in our city. And I believe that, I don't know if they do this kind of thing at the high school. I know they do the back-to-school thing, but I don't know if they offer these types of services. Um, but I tell you what, I just believe that I'm willing to bite off a little more than I can chew. How about you? <laughs> Not so we can go, look what Release Ch- City Church did. It's so that we can go, look at the people who are surrendered to God who would rather give to someone else than take care of themselves. And God will always take care of you, I promise. In order for you and I to be successful in this life, and specifically to be successful in accomplishing the things that God wants us to do as believers, it's going to take one thing, and it starts with a W. Here it is, wisdom. In order for you and I to accomplish what God has for us, it's going to take wisdom. And I'm going to break this down a little bit today. Because God can give you a vision, but if you don't have wisdom, you'll wreck it before you ever get there. Everybody say wisdom. I heard a preacher say this one time, wisdom is the ability to know the difference. Lean in, ladies and gentlemen. Everybody say, know the difference. Let me explain. Men who are married, (laughs) you would do well to recognize and acknowledge that your wife and you are very much different. (laughs) Can I get an amen from the men in the house? It's okay, I'm I'm asking for the amen. She's not going to elbow you. Yeah, okay. Let me give you an example. She's on a cycle. You are not. She has hormones that you do not have, which gives her permission to act in ways that you and I cannot get away with. (laughs) It takes wisdom to know the difference. Remember what I said when you say things that it felt good on the way out, but but you couldn't believe it left your mouth, and you're like, is she going to call me out on that? Yeah. Wisdom to know the difference. It was two thieves on the cross beside Jesus, and the Bible says that one of of the the, the thieves on the cross beside him was cursing him, and yet the other said, what? Remember me. Why? Because he recognized there was something different about the man in the middle. It's the perfect example of having the ability to recognize difference. Remember, you've got, you're going to have to have wisdom. If you're going to pursue what God has for you, it's going to take wisdom to get you there and to know the difference. I'm going to break this down in just a minute. The ability to recognize opportunity. A moment that needs to be seized that may never come around again. You remember the story of blind Bartimaeus? He had been blind for 30 plus years. And when he heard the news that Jesus was coming and Jesus was going to walk by him, he lost his mind. Jesus, have mercy on me. And all the religious people and all the people around, shh, 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 just, just pipe down, just be quiet. He got even louder. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Sometimes it takes wisdom to know the difference. It takes wisdom to go, I'm in a moment right now, and I'm at church, and I'm in a moment, and the presence of God was strong, and I refuse to leave the same way that I came in. It's knowing the difference. As a worship team, and I taught this to our, our, our full worship team with the, the, the live band and everything that we had back, back in Georgia, I said, there's a difference between just singing the song of the age, 
elevation and, and belonging company and all these great, these great uh, worship teams. It's one thing to sing the song that everybody knows, but it's another thing to begin to, to recognize that the Holy Spirit moved into your service and you actually transition from just simply singing lyrics on a screen to your, something's coming from your heart and, it, and you're speaking straight into heaven. It's knowing the difference. It's recognizing the moment. Remember what I said? God can give you a vision, but if you don't have the wisdom to recognize the moment, you'll miss the moment. I'm talking about having godly wisdom because not every door that you find yourself standing in front of is a door that you need to walk through. I've said this over and over and over to people. Just because, and you could be praying, God, open this door, send me a door. Just because the door opens that might be more comfortable for you doesn't necessarily mean that it's the door that you're supposed to walk through. Because the enemy can create a door too. <laughs> he's, the prince of, he's the prince of this earth. What am I saying? Wisdom is the ability to know the difference. Especially when you're wanting to do something great for God. In order to accomplish the vision in my life, I must have wisdom. In order to achieve your dreams, in order to, uh, to, to, to achieve uh, vision and fulfill purpose, you must have godly wisdom. You say, well, how do I get wisdom? So glad you asked. James chapter 1, verse 5 in the Amplified says this, If any of you lacks wisdom... To guide him through a decision or a circumstance, he is to ask his friends on Facebook. Because I promise you, they will give you an answer. And they will give you a door that's not for you to walk through. Hello. No, he said, if anyone lacks wisdom, he is to ask God who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame. You don't serve a God that's going to scold you because you, there are no dumb questions to God. We feel like, you know, the, the preacher's so profound and he's so, so perfect and, and I, can't, I couldn't live like that. That's exactly why every Sunday I, I let you know, hot newsflash, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes just like you. But, but the church for so long has painted this picture that, that you got to be at a certain standard and a certain level. And people are like, well, I can't go to God and ask him for anything because I'm not at that level. He says, he will give to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given to him. If you got a question, yo, God will solve it. <laughs> Some of y'all got that. Okay. Hello. I want to ask again, what's in your future? That was Dennis right there. Hello. <laughs> what's in your future? It's also my goal to get some goal. It, my, my purpose and my goal today is to get some goals, to get you to set some goals. That's what I was trying to say. To get you to grab a hold of the vision for your life. What if, just what if, God had more for you than what you have right now? What if God wanted you to do more than you're doing right now? But God, I mean, like for me, I'm like, God, I can't do much more. But what if, what if? And something that I've learned, if God's asking you to do it and you rely on him and don't try to do it in your own strength, he will provide everything you need. Finances, resources, strength to get the job done. 
Because with God, all things are possible. We hit a brick wall or the road gets a little treacherous when we try to do it on our own. Amen? Everybody say purpose. Purpose is the original intent for which a thing is created. You were created by God on purpose. And you were cre- and when he created you, he put purpose on the inside of you. Usually it's what you're most passionate about that lines up with the kingdom. His kingdom. You say, well, okay, what's my purpose? That's the question of every person on planet earth. Here it is. Why am I here? Why am I here? I'm thinking of Nathan. I'm thinking you've just transitioned from high school life and getting ready to make some other choices and other changes in your life. And you, we, we ask ourselves, why am I here? What's next for me? Matter of fact, we shouldn't wait for a moment where transition happens. We should be asking God on the daily, what's next for me? See, see because that's where we are. Well, I don't want to know what's next. I'm, I got to punch my clock nine to five. I, I, got, I got this and I got that and I got to teach this and I got to teach the baseball and I, gotta, I, got, I, I, got, I can't do anymore. No, what's next? God, what do you have for me next? What do you have for this ministry next? Everybody say next. If you're holding on to what you got now, there's no room for what God wants to give you next. Now, once you establish purpose, you've got to have a mission. All this is going to tie together in just a minute. Once you have purpose and you know your purpose, you got to have mission. Mission is the strategy by which purpose will be accomplished. It's the mission. The vision was we wanted to place 240. The vision was we wanted to be able to relieve um, some, some, some financial stress and burden on families in our city. The mission to make that happen was to purchase 240 book bags and then, and then, and then load them up with the supplies they're going to need to launch into the new school year. Mission is the vehicle that moves purpose in the direction of the vision. Example, if I'm going to go to town, I'm going to need a car. I know somebody like, but Chiefland's only so big, you could walk. This is true, but this is my story. Y'all help me. My message, y'all. Let me, let me preach this. If I'm going to go across country, I better have a plane. If I'm, gonna, if I'm going to, uh, to go across the ocean, I better have a boat. Everybody say carnival. <laughs> okay. Sorry. So, so once you know your purpose, you got to ask yourself, what vehicle am I going to need to accomplish the purpose? Are y'all, are y'all tracking me? Okay. I'm going somewhere with this. It's, it's not. Ah. This is it. Here we go. <laughs> My goal is to stir something up on the inside of you that'll set a fire in your spirit so that you will catch a vision for your life and then begin executing the mission that will, that will bring you to a place of fulfilling your purpose. That's the whole reason we're talking about this today because I don't want to go through another August, September, October, November, December just coasting on down so we can get to the next year. 
There is something that God is instructing you to do, and it is not for me to tell you what that is. He has placed a, a, a purpose inside of you, and the only way you're going to find out it, what that is, if you don't know already, is to communicate with God. Again, there is a vision. There is a unique part that you play in the earth or you wouldn't be here. <laughs> Basically, I'm trying to establish the fact that God didn't create you just to suck oxygen and punch a time clock and live with people that you call family for 20 or 30 years and then die. There is a reason you were here. Shout out, I have purpose. Shout out, I'm a difference maker. They are difference makers. But they can't sustain that on their own. Your purpose is to show them what a difference maker is. Don't be like everybody else's family. Don't do all the things that everybody, all the other families do. Don't be the mom and dad that, that just lets other things slide because everybody else is letting it slide. Be a difference maker. Show them what making a difference is about. Because they can hear me speak it into their life, but it takes somebody educating them and teaching them what making a difference is all about. Amy Weber, you're a difference maker on the campus. You have made a difference. You will continue to make a difference, not because of who you are, not because of the name you carry, but because of the one who's inside of you, the name above all names. His name is Jesus. That's the difference maker. And let me just tell you something. Don't, 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 don't bypass this opportunity to show up on a school campus because I'm telling you, there's not going to be any other time this year that we're going to be to show up on a campus as a church and pray. It's lockdown campus for the safety and security of your students. This is the opportunity. That, and what, what other, I mean, we, we, we're under a school board and un, uh, under, under a, um, uh, a, a county, whatever, that are, that's actually allowing us to come in and pray in the school. Well, we'll just let somebody else do that. Because when they hit, sure, there's a resource officer on that campus, but do you know who is the stronger one that can actually protect our kids? Jesus, the Holy Spirit of God, the angels that we're going to ask to be dispatched on that campus that are already going to show up and be there before they, if the kids ever hit the door. And when you, show, you, when you and I show up, we become difference makers. Habakkuk said, Then the Lord answered me and said, Write the vision and make it plain on tablets so that he may run who reads it. One thing you need to know about your destiny man, I'm running out of time, is you will not arrive there alone. This ministry started as Calvary Worship Center in 1992, I think it was. And then, and then the momentum of the ministry shifted, so Dad changed the name to Forward. And then, we, then it shifted again, and it was Release. Because we no longer wanted to say, hey, come see, be a part of what we're doing as we move forward. There's nothing wrong with that. But now it was, there is something that we want to release into the city. It's the love of God on display with no questions asked and no strings attached. But guess what? From day one until today, it took a group of people to make the vision, move the mission forward. There are two components that you're going to need for your vision. Here they are. One, money and people. If you don't have money and you don't have people, you're going to die with what could have been inside of you. Look what God says about vision. Make the vision, excuse me, make the vision plain. We do that by writing it down. Why? 
that they who read it may run with it. I, I may have pulled this before. I can't remember if I've used this before. I know I've talked about it. But I found it again. I mean, I knew where it was. I didn't find it. I knew exactly where it was. In Dad's old office, which is now um, uh, uh, an extra bedroom in the, ho- in the home. This was his vision board. He wrote it down. Dad had a lot of these over the years. Usually they were on uh, the refrigerator. So everybody in the house, I mean, they, we did it as a family. We knew exactly what the plans were for us as a family and how it included us. But then after Robin passed in, in September of 2020, Dad started a new board that only included things. Because I, I looked at it that way yesterday when I was looking at this again. I was like, it wasn't things that included her. So he didn't just get stuck where he was. He put a new board together. This is, what, this is my life, and this is where I'm going. And he says, I want to I complete my Ph.D., He had already transitioned the ministry And I had stepped into the lead pastor role He was going to get ready to start being a motivational speaker To go to high school campuses and college campuses That was what he wanted, speaking engagements And then be a life coach Dad was a life coach all the time He was some of y'all's coach Not just on a field, not just on a court But in life And then he left a space for what? Something next And the coolest thing Is that even after he was gone Number one was done. He didn't know it. He knows it now, but he completed his PhD. Y'all know that story. I'm not going to go back over it. But I'm telling you, when you surrender your life to God, God will seal the deal. When you make God a part of your, your vision board, he'll see to it that things are accomplished after you're gone. Dad, for years, saw acreage and a building and a gymnasium. And guess what's going to happen? Acreage has already happened. There's going to be a building coming next year. There's going to be a gymnasium at some point after he's gone. (laughs) Get a vision for your life. Write it down. Make it plain. If you don't write it down, how can anybody else in your family know what direction we're going? Write it down so that they who read it may run with it. That verse tells me that God has already pre-assigned people to show up in your life and my life the moment that vision becomes plain on the inside of me. See, I can't, I can't, I can't get you to come along. Come along. This is, a, this is a prime example that the vision and the mission was alive in me. I, and I, I shared it with you guys, and you guys caught the vision, and it happened. Write it down. Why? So those who read it may run with it. This is an, this is an object lesson, ladies and gentlemen, that, that the mission was ran with. So God, listen, God is already, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to break into this just a few minutes. God has already assigned people to enter your life and exit your life. The problem is, We get offended and heartbroken over the people who exit and walk out. But what you need to understand is this. Their exit was just as much as the will of God as their entrance. I've learned this the hard way. Their exit out of my life was just ordained by God as their entrance. (laughs) It's true. You may have already figured this out, but over the course of your life, not everybody that enters your life stays. 
only a few will be a permanent fixture in your life. What am I saying? Quit crying about the people who have exited your life that God never intended to go the distance with you. Write the vision, make it plain. He that he may run with it who reads it. Let me say this. If your vision isn't plain to you, how do you expect others to jump on board and run with you? If your dream and vision is blurry to you, how am I going to lock arms with you and run? I'm thinking about y'all's, your business, plumbing. You could, you could have, you know, I don't know, in the future, five or six guys working alongside you guys. I know, more responsibility. But unless you set the expectation of what, of what your, 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 uh, uh, your, your motto is or your level of excellence, they're going to come in and do it however they want to. But you've got to set the tone of, of what your expectation is for them. And then they come alongside you and they run with you. That's happening in this ministry, guys. The whole purpose of today's talk is to get you to sit down, which you are, and bring some clarity to the direction you're currently heading. That's why I started things, kicked things off by asking, are you happy with where you are? Is there more that you think God would have you do? The answer is yes. There is some things. There is more. And we're on a journey to find out what is it that you want the people of Release City Church to be a part of, to, to, to move, to, 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 to expand your kingdom. Let me ask, have you ever stopped to think, what's inside of me? What gifts do I possess? What makes me happy? What, 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 what makes me feel uh, or have feelings or, or, or know that I'm fulfilled? What could the vision for my life look like? What do I need to do? What do I need to do to, to have a better marriage? We've got to start asking ourselves these questions and start strategizing in that direction. I, I just believe today somebody's life's going to be changed just through this word. I believe today that something is shifting in some marriages today. I believe that there's purpose that's already starting to rumble even as I'm speaking on the inside of you as you're sitting here today. Before I get ready to wind this thing down, and I'm, I'm, and I'm coming, I'm getting there very, very quickly. I need to stress to you the importance of having a vision for your life. Everybody say, I need a vision. You need a vision. This is why. I'm telling you. Vi- vision is more than just bags. Vision is more than just eggs. Proverbs 29, 18, King James says this. Where there is no vision, the people perish. New King James says it this way. Where there is no revelation, the people cast off restraint. And I love the Passion Translation. It says this. Where there, where there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. If you have no vision, you're a wanderer. Vision will prevent people from wandering Yes, people exit, enter and exit, enter and exit, enter and exit ministry. But typically, it's the people who have lost their vision that exit. A bad apple spoils the whole group. You've got to have a vision to stay with people who are, have a vision. I, I, I want to tread really, really lightly because I don't want anybody misreading anything that I'm saying. 
But I'm saying it's important that you and I have a vision in order for us to be a part of what God is doing. Everybody say, I have to have a vision. Think about it. Where there is no vision, the people perish. That doesn't mean they fall over dead. It means there, where there is no picture of the future, people have no boundaries. They do whatever. They say whatever. A marriage that doesn't have any boundaries, anything goes. If, if you're one of those people that, say, that, tell, that says the words anything goes, that tells me that you're a person who has no vision for your life. I'm just carefree. No, you need a vision because carefree will, get, <laughs> will cause all kinds of problems for you. I've lived carefree even when I had a vision. I just lost sight of the vision. It became blurry, and I did what I wanted to do, and I suffered the repercussions for it. Anybody else? What am I saying? As soon as you get a vision for your life, parameters start coming in. Some of you think you need to be, deli be delivered at an altar. No. All you need is a vision. A vision would deliver you. Because a vision sets parameters. Did you hear me? I just need to come to the altar and be delivered. No, you need to catch a vision for your life. I'll never forget, I heard a story of a pastor's son who was addicted to drugs and alcohol, and it wasn't a program that set him free. It was when he caught a vision for his life and his marriage and his kids, when he recognized I'm responsible for them as well. When he caught a vision, he was instantly set free from the addiction of drugs and alcohol. I'm not saying that those programs aren't needed and necessary, but I am saying that when you follow God's word and you catch a vision for your life, I've seen preachers, I've seen other people who have done things that I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. I, I mean, people that I looked up to. It's because the vision became blurry. And they were susceptible to do other things. You got to have a vision. Because if you just get up every day, good morning, babe, good morning, and we just have our coffee together, and let's go to work, and hey, good to be back home after work, it was great. If that's all you're doing, and you have no vision of where you're going, anything goes. And it won't be long before your home goes. Have a vision. That's why it's important that we have a vision for this ministry. I'm gonna, I gotta wind down. I'll pick it back up next week. It's important that we have a vision because if we just come in here and sing our song, this is our God, this is who he is, this is what he does. Without a vision of this is our God, this is what he does, and he's using us to do it, we're gonna walk in here and leave the same way we came in. And I'm telling you, we gotta stop that mess, church. Can I just tell you, there are some things that, that knowing that I'm your pastor keeps me from being a part of. It's called vision. Vision brings parameters. Just because other pastors may be doing it doesn't mean that I need to do it. I know this is super practical, but I believe for somebody in this room, the light is coming on. Where there is no picture of tomorrow, anything goes. Let me give you one final word, discipline. Can I have five more minutes? I'm, I'm, I'm really there, I promise. Y'all know I got to at least ask twice, right? That's my first one. I was going to go ahead and go ten. Can I have ten? They'd be like, uh, you're pushing it. Nah, okay. <laughs> uh -uh. Here we go. Let me, let me give you one final word. Here it is. You ready? If you're going to have a purpose, if you're going to fulfill the vision and purpose and mission for your life, you've got to have this word, discipline. Amen. 
Discipline is self-imposed standards. Two weeks ago, our family was on our annual vacation. This year, we didn't go to the beach. We went on a cruise. I already told you that last week. But listen, we arrived back last Saturday. And we came home and immediately went into uh, weekend service mode. Why? Because there's a purpose on the inside of me. See, I have a vision and a mission to get me there. But I didn't wait until I got home to prepare the message for last Sunday. No. In the middle of the cruise ship, while they're off doing their thing and riding roller coasters on cruise ships and hanging off the, uh, it was like a zip line uh, treehouse thing where you connect and it actually, like this is the ship, it actually goes off the side of the ship. They were out there doing all that stuff. I was in my room praying for them. I'm just kidding. No, but I went back to my room. Why? Because mission, vision, and purpose created standards that I had to uphold because I knew that you were going to be waiting and people were going to be watching and people were going to be listening in days to come. I didn't have anybody texting me saying, you're the pastor and you probably should be, should be speaking. I didn't, have a, I didn't have a welcoming committee. I didn't have anybody hey, you, trying to encourage me. No, no, no. There was something on the inside of me. It's called my vision, my purpose, and my mission, and it created a standard, and I set myself away for the entire day for my family. When, sure, I, I'm on vacation. I'm on a cruise ship. I, want, I, I had all intentions of getting the message done before I ever left, but things were happening. Things were coming up. Didn't get a chance to do that. So I said, God, I'm going to take one day and I'm going to lock myself in our, in our cabin and I'm going to hear from you. What do you want for your people? See, you got to have a vision. It will create stand. It will create self-imposed standards. I had a vision this week for this message, even though I was struggling with it, didn't understand why, but I, I really believe that there's at least one person in here that is catching this and that you're getting a vision for that God wants something more from you. Not just from you, but he has something for you. In closing, how'd I do? For those of you that are watching your clock, I'm just kidding. If you're here today and you're thinking, man, I... I got I to gotta stop doing some of this. I got to stop doing some of this stupid stuff I'm doing. To you, I'd say, perhaps, but you need a vision. You struggle with an addiction? You need, you don't, I mean, you can come down and I'll pray for you, but you need a vision for your life. And I got to stop this, my loose tongue and, and bashing people and being negative all the time. No, you just need a vision to understand you can't go where God is asking you to go and drawing and calling you to go doing and saying the things you're doing and saying. You need a vision. Where there is a vision, people are disciplined. It takes discipline. Self-imposed standards. When you have self-imposed standards, nobody else needs to keep an eye on you. You're keeping an eye on yourself because you're saying, I can no longer participate 
You're going to be sitting at tables, people ordering things, doing things. And you'll be like, I can't, I can't order that. I can't be, because it's not going to help set me up for where I'm headed. Discipline. Because when you see something so great, tomorrow, it'll cause you to be disciplined today. If you're here this morning, you say, man, that message, that message, that message, and I'm done. That message spoke to me. You can start today. You can start today. Seeking God, asking him for a vision. Show me what you have for me. I'm not saying you got to change your job occupation. Show me how you can use this gift and this talent and this skill and this place that I show up. Show me how you can use me to advance your kingdom there. Show me how I can be a principal. On a can- Show me how I can do that. Show me how. I, t- I tell you. She already knows. You share the love of Christ. That's the kingdom. Love on kids. Love on, live on, love on people. I'm done. I don't know what else to tell you other than you got to have a vision. A mission will get you there. And it's driven by purpose. Father, I thank you for your word today. I thank you that it is powerful. God, I thank you, and I, I repent. I apologize for, 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 for the struggle and strain of, God, are you sure we talk about vision a lot? Are you sure this? God, I, I repent. It's for somebody today, and I ask in the name of Jesus that whoever that person or people are, God, that they would take advantage of your word today, and it would be stirred up on the inside of them. That we'd be a people of purpose, We'd be about the mission, and we're headed somewhere because we have a vision. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I would be completely wrong if I didn't give an opportunity for anybody here that does not know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. You've never prayed the prayer to invite him into your heart, and you want him to be the Lord of your life. If you've never done that before, with every head bowed and every eye closed, I just want to pray, say, lead you in a simple prayer right where you're sitting. If that's you here today and you say, I want to know, I want to invite Jesus into my heart. I want him to be my Lord and Savior. Would you just raise your hand? Anybody in the house? I see that one hand. Anybody else? I see that hand. I see that hand. God sees that hand. It doesn't matter if I see it. God sees it. And so we're going to pray this prayer together because I think we all could do it and use it. Oh, God. Come on, let's say it, let's say it loud and clear. Oh, God. I come before you now confessing. I'm not perfect. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior. And, oh, God, I repent of my sins, and I ask for forgiveness. Cleanse me with your blood. I believe that your, that your only son, Jesus, died for me on the cross of Calvary. I believe that he rose again, shedding his blood and setting me free. And I believe that he rose again on the third day. And he's coming back. And from this day forward, my life belongs to you. Show me vision. 
give me mission. May I fulfill my purpose. In Jesus' name. Well, thanks again for tuning in. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. For more content from Release City or just to stay connected with us, be sure to check us out on all of our social media platforms at Release City Church or through our website at releasecitychurch.org. We love you. And until next time, the best is yet to come.